0: People equals depths of hell.
1: Yep. Pretty much.
0: End of story. That's it.
1: Animal noises. I, I know those pretty good.
2: <laughs> Welcome to Things We Got Wrong, your general trivia podcast with a healthy dose of internet and meaty things. I'm Ryan Bott. I'm Rachel Miller. I'm Stuart Hopkins.
0: We've been corrected.
2: Oh, yes. <laughs> it
1: is
0: not neeps and taties. It's neeps and tatties. I am I so sorry. Like patties, I I think is that how you? I think it's neeps yeah. and tatties. And My, I and I explained how it tatties still makes sense to me because right. you have a tater. Right, a potato is a tater, so teddy? easy. I, I maybe I maybe, I maybe um, Stu, you're going to have to correct me. Do they come in a particular shape that would make them be like patties?
1: Uh, no, um, because it's, well, no, because it's mashed potatoes, uh, is essentially what it is. Mashed potatoes. Mashed potatoes. <laughs> uh, you're right. And it's like, you know, right. Leave it to the Americans, right. To just assume that it's, it's one way and also not look up the proper pronunciation before <laughs> writing that around. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I thank
2: you for correcting us. Um, appreciate appreciated. And now I know something. <laughs> Yeah, Anne wrote in, uh, our UK correspondent for Things yes. that Get Wrong. <laughs> Thank you, Anne. Amazing stuff. Yeah, and then uh, also last, last night in the safe house. I think we're finally going to break out after this.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Or we're just going to be taken to another location where we're locked in a windowless room.
2: <laughs> that's called our apartment in Chicago, though. Yeah, I was going to say, that's home, <laughs>
1: I thought that was just my,
0: my, my work office. That too. Because that is what my work office is. <laughs>
2: oh, God, but yeah. Uh, no, I have been
0: called. I've been summoned back to Chicago, so we are leaving the wilderness and heading back.
2: Oh man, yeah. I think my pickle lead credence to it, but it is it is so nice to have uh, a little bit of outdoor space and some like garden plots. Like, definitely got my uh, got my green thumb going a little bit. And, uh, I'm telling you, the best the best recommendations,
1: the best picks are the experiences to just remind you to go the heck outside and do something.
2: <laughs> yeah, definitely. It feels good. It does feel it good. Just,
0: it is so nice to be out there. Although, Ryan and I did experience something. You know, I haven't heard it in several years. This was a first for Ryan as well. Um, for people who don't know, when foxes talk to each other... <laughs> They so like, have a rim, terrif- rim, rim, rim,
2: rim, 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 rim. no.
0: It's not like that. <laughs>
2: no, that's it's not what um, the fox says, <laughs> right? <rim. laughs>
0: no, it is <laughs> like it's like something out of a horror movie. So they have like two cries when the babies are calling for the mom. It sounds like a human child screaming for their life, um, which is terrifying if you hear it like me when you're standing out on a deck at like midnight for the first time. That was me <laughs> when I was much younger. Um, And then the second one is like a kind of garbled growl. I can't describe it. But I was laying in bed and it went on for like 10 minutes. And so we have a, because we have a huge like family of foxes living in the yard out here, like they're calling all across the yard.
2: (laughs) It sounds (laughs) like the yelping. It sounds like the sounds would make you think that they're getting their legs not off. It is. just. (laughs) Oh, God.
0: It's, it's a terrifying sound. Like, baby foxes and baby deer, like, if you ever make, oh, make a sound, it's like a sound that either makes you think that somebody is getting murdered or, like, or just it's going to keep you awake at night. Like
1: <laughs> Traumatizing. It's a
0: traumatizing sound. Very interesting, though. If you are in the need of keeping yourself awake one day... I highly recommend you look it up.
2: <laughs> That'll do it. You don't need five-hour energy. You just need a YouTube video of foxes yelping. God.
1: I feel like that's like a good, like, B-movie horror. Like a good horror B-... <laughs> wow. B-movie... Horror B-movie. I can't even think straight. Um, an amateur movie <laughs> sound effect.
2: God. That sounds worse.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just Yes, it does.
2: <laughs> but yeah no it's uh i i don't know no right i i'm enjoying the safe house not ready to go home yet but
0: i do like the safe house i kind of missed my office just a little bit but and my pc that i haven't really been played on i built a <laughs> pc right before we left um haven't really touched it at all
1: <laughs> maybe someday
0: maybe someday but you know here's the other thought will i ever have time to touch it so does it matter
2: the problem is like pc yeah <laughs> you never actually get to play it
1: Dude, that's much. how i feel about my switch i bought pokemon snap and was so excited to play oh. it and i've been so damn busy i haven't even i've i played it for like half an hour like that's all i got enough to start a file and get to the first level once <laughs> and now i'm sitting here like i just want to play this but like will i ever play it i don't think so i want to but i don't know if i can yeah I tell you one thing though I've had an opportunity to play on an Oculus uh Quest 2 recently and Ooh. oh my god I like so I've played with virtual reality like once or twice but it was earlier and so it wasn't as good mm-hmm. if you will holy crap I I am amazed <laughs> at what technology is at now I mean I Rode the roller coaster r- app or whatever, and did like the target shooting and stuff. And like, I found myself like leaning from side to side because I thought that I was like actually riding a roller coaster. Like, I got the feeling in my stomach and everything. Like, <laughs> it, I'm baffled by how this is nowadays. It is
2: insanity. There, there are supposed to be some amazing games on there. Like, there's a Half- there's Life a walk- Alex is supposed to be amazing.
1: That's right. That's right. There's a Walking Dead one, which is apparently like the best. VR game that's ever been made so far, like nice. in terms of like complete game and also like scare the crap out of you sort of situation.
2: Yeah, I think the last time I played like an actual VR headset was was the Sony one. And it was uh, our friend Nathan, who's been on the show multiple times. Oh, yeah. The Myself Batman and Rachel. Game.
0: I did the whole Batman <laughs> thing.
2: Yeah, I played the whole Batman game. I just it remember was so playing. It so much fun. I, I thought freaking... it was very good. Yeah, no, that's a great one. I forget, I think it was the Eagle game. I forget exactly which. It was like an Eagle flight game where you're just like an oh. eagle flying around. And what I really remember the most was just like, I kept moving more and more and I had the headset on so I couldn't tell. And they were like, look straight. And I was like, I am looking straight. And my whole <laughs> back is like completely craned backwards. <laughs> oh so but uh no and so that's the like wireless one right now so there's yeah, that, like it's, giant cables hanging everywhere
1: there is nothing it's all self-contained it is all wireless it is I, I mean it's it's very futuristic it is pretty crazy nice yeah i i've i've had a lot of fun with that.
2: that that's really cool i actually the the thing that oddly seems the coolest to me is i i've seen those apps where it's just like you put it on and all you're doing is watching tv but you're in like a giant penthouse or something and it's like this is cool oh
1: oh no like the the main menu of the thing is is essentially like you get like your home base right and then you can you can interact with the main menu and i think you can use some apps on it like youtube and netflix and stuff like that and yeah it, it is very much on that but then there's also like if you wanted to you could go into um oh god uh vr chat right to where you could have any sort of scenario with that but you could also easily just watch stuff in there but uh yeah like your home base is is really freaking cool and of course with the demo they show off like the prettiest one by default which is you're in like a bungalow sort of thing like a a very Uh like i wouldn't say that it's sci-fi-esque it's uh i'm trying to remember the name of the specific art style um but it's like you know you can see out across these mountains there's like a giant moon above you like the bungalow is like has holes in the walls that are you know like properly there and stuff like it's very pretty and stuff, right the, the ocean behind yeah. it there's hot air balloons that are just kind of like floating around in the distance that are all super pretty you can see some stars like it's a sunset it's it is breathtakingly beautiful and it's uh, you get the feel like when you take off the headset, you're like, oh, "Where am I? Right? Like, I don't want to be I, in this basement anymore." I just right <laughs> like I thought I was in a a pretty place. I thought it was sunset, right? And now it's like, "Oh God, it's like <laughs> five, you know, it, five in the morning." <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. There's something
2: cool. to that. Like, it just maps you. Like scrolling. Actually, I don't. We don't need to make. To, make this go on forever, but the app that I, I totally forgot about this till just now. The app that I want to see more than anything is just one that's uh, just called like Battle Stations. And you put the thing on, and then you like map it to your keyboard, (gasps) and then you would just have like triple monitors, but it's in the the visor or like whatever. Uh, And like if you map the keyboard and mouse one-to-one, this isn't real, I don't think. This is just what I imagined in my head and I always wanted, but like, Imagine that, you could just like have your keyboard and mouse and whatever, your laptop or whatever, and everything else is like all the code and all the web dev stuff is like running through there and you look up and you're in this amazing, like awesome house or office and like, you know, three, four, however many monitors hooked up, but it's all like virtual monitors, but your keyboard and stuff is one-to-one and then you just like code, but you don't have to have a giant monitor, you just have your headset. i don't even
0: code and that's wonderful
2: (laughs) or doing research or whatever like just your is they just or playing video games like you have your your you know if you had your keyboard and your mouse one-to-one synced up and like or a controller or whatever and then you just play like games or you do whatever at your desk quote unquote but it's just all in the headset
0: i think that'd be amazing
2: That's a really, really cool idea. It
1: would also be (laughs) hilarious because, like, you could walk into the room. And like mess with that person, and they would have no idea that you're there and like what you're doing.
2: Yeah, it wouldn't work well in a proper office setting, except maybe it would. That's like the true drones in the office that every manager dreams of. Right, they're just chairs with like the thinnest, like paper, like (laughs) like
1: balsa wood desk frame and everything. It's the most minimal (laughs) shit you can imagine, right? But like inside the virtual reality, it's super pretty. So like, it's fine.
2: (laughs) It's the true oasis from Ready Player One. Oh my god. Yeah, it kind
1: of feels like that though. It's very cool.
2: Yeah, that's that's really cool. Uh, all right, we'll get to some trivia. Uh, this is the very sixty ninth ever episode. Nice. <laughs> and we have six rounds of wonderful questions for these players to answer, earn points, vie for all the VR in the world. Uh, and so, if you're ready, we'll start with Stu. Thank you.
1: So I have a round, and it is Stu's Geography Round. It's actually (laughs) happening. (laughs) That being said, my geography knowledge is uh, pretty limited and pretty basic, so it's a basic trivia round. Uh, These would be questions around the uh, United States uh, geography, so you don't have to worry about global uh, stuff. It's all here in the States. And uh, yeah, pretty standard. Two points to get it right. Uh, Shout out when you know it.
2: Nice. I was hoping we were going to get SNL celebrity jeopardy, like country or continents that rhyme with Asia.
1: Oh my, oh my God.
2: <laughs> I might just end up doing that in a future episode. <laughs> this word ends in hamburger. Dude. All right. Question number
1: one There's only one city that is placed on the border between two states. It shares one post office for both states as well as a few other municipality buildings. Name that city. Rachel. Rachel.
0: Is it St. Louis?
1: It is not St. Louis. It's the only city that is placed on the border of two states. Ryan. Technically in two states. Ryan. Washington, D.C.? It is not Washington, D.C. It shares one post office for both states as well as a few other municipality buildings. Let me know if you guys want a hint. Yeah. yeah yeah this would be uh in the southern uh states uh oh, yeah. and it is the name of the city is a um is it a portmanteau is what's oh. the thing a mashup uh god <laughs> yeah geography and uh english <laughs> not super great with so- me. <laughs> Places, words Places and words, right? But I got things I got (laughs) things and like animal noises I I know those pretty good
2: I know what foxes do Yeah (laughs) And of course video games Yeah Uh, Ryan Ryan Just because it's the only portmanteau Is it Texarkana? It is Texarkana (sighs) Okay Yes, the only city that is truly on the
1: border Between two states and in both states Wow
0: I have a question Yes And it's going to really show how much I've gotten wrong throughout this entire podcast. Because Ryan's done like 40 rounds on portmanteaus. What is a portmanteau?
2: Like two words (laughs) that
1: like staycation.
0: Okay. Okay. That makes sense.
1: Two words combined together to create a new word that is not really a proper word, but slang. Okay.
0: That makes sense.
1: Isn't Texarkana between? Texas, Arkansas, and Louisiana. Uh, it's not really between Lu- uh, it's, Louisiana is not on the border of it it's just close to it uh, but so Texas and Arkansas
2: nice I had no yeah. idea
1: yeah and it's, it's just weird because it's one post office for the entire city between the two states so it's like very much that's like oddity uh, it's the only one like that
2: I would imagine not being under any direct state d- directly would just make that some sort of weird like libertarian nut job dream
1: seriously I would also love it if like nobody paid taxes there because they're like You know, F you like (laughs) I don't I don't belong to anything right exactly like to who the post
2: office. No, (laughs) Like, but thank God we need it. We need our post offices. Yes. Yes, we do.
0: Did you guys see the news about the the farmer in Belgium who accidentally moved the border with France?
1: Oh, my God. No, I I saw the headline. I didn't
2: look at it.
0: There are ancient marking posts along the border between France and Belgium. Of course, there's still the official border, but like, people who farm along the border rely on the marking posts. Makes sense. Yeah. You know, physical thing you can see. Well, one of the guys like, was farming and I think like wasn't paying attention and just thought one of the marking posts was just a rock in the way. <laughs> and so what he did was he moved it along his field until it was like, oh, this is obviously the edge of the field. Now it is out of the way. <laughs> well, yeah, well, it turns out it marched the border and it gave Belgium like an extra like four hundred square meters of space <laughs> and created an international dispute because people in the French town on the next town over like noticed it immediately and they're like what what's happening what what's going on? Why is our town smaller?" <laughs> and, you know and they did it, and it took them forever to find out what happened and um I think that everyone should know about that story. Is it only happened It happened mid-April? So,
2: it's like, it's like the arrested development bit where Lucille 2's apartment just gets smaller cuz they keep renovating into it. Yes,
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. precisely.
1: <laughs> like you think you like if you ever think that you ever messed up at work, at least you didn't cause an international debate. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Like, like Oh my
2: god.
0: Exactly. Remember that, guys? It could always be worse.
2: It could be worse, right. You, you could, could make France angry at you. Yes.
0: <laughs> and they'll remember forever.
1: They'll give up I eventually. Get, yeah, eventually, <laughs> yeah. But they'll still remember. Nice. That's one point to Ryan there. Question number two. Broken into several distinct counties or boroughs, the city is the only city in the United States where the city government supersedes the county government. Rachel. Ryan? Oh. Rachel. Rachel. New York That's yes, correct. It is New York City. Should have just buzzed uh, in early. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I've watched a lot of Law & Order.
1: Right. and A Burroughs
0: lot is, of Law & Order.
1: <laughs> Burroughs is, a, is kind of a tip of the hat there. Uh, yeah. It's, it's a pretty big giveaway. But I was, uh, yeah, it's fine.
2: <laughs> Although apparently I, I also just learned, I think, uh, this was from like a comment on Reddit, so this isn't necessarily factual, but all of Alaska is one county but broken up into boroughs. I guess oh, believe so. I think I saw something about that when I was doing some research. Yeah.
0: Nice. It, it's interesting, like, the way that different states have their governance. Like, in, you know, in Colorado, the counties are extremely powerful. Right. Like, the way that the government works is that they pass a law, and what the law says is that the counties can choose to make it into law. Right. So, like, there's places in Colorado where marijuana still isn't legal.
1: Hmm. <laughs> yeah. Right, because the counties d- decide not to. Right.
0: Exactly. Very interesting.
1: Hmm. That's pretty cool. I like that a lot more. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Two points to Rachel on that one. Question number three. What state in North America is closest to the continent Africa? Rachel? In
2: North America?
1: Well, I'm sorry. In the United States. Sorry. What state in the United States uh, is close... I meant to say <laughs> the United States of America. It... it, it I uh, messed up in my brain. <laughs> um, is closest to the continent Africa? Rachel. Rachel.
0: Is it Maine?
1: That is correct. It is actually Maine. That's uh, what I thought. Most people think Florida, uh, you know, but it's actually Maine to Morocco is the quickest way, uh, technically, if you drew a straight line between uh. states and Africa. Woo. Yes. Nice. Two points to Rachel. Question number four and the final question of the round. There are two, st- I'm sorry. There are two states in the U.S. that border eight other states. The most states bordered by any state. Uh, Name either one of these states. Ryan. Ryan. I'm pretty sure Missouri is one. That is correct. I will give you a bonus point if you can get the other.
2: Eight other states. Um...
1: Oh, no, not the eight other states that it borders. Or Sorry. No, yeah, sorry. Okay. Um... You got a one in 49. or No, I mean realistically, (laughs) you got a one in like 46 chance.
2: Right, because it's probably not Hawaii. Right, it's probably not Alaska. Right, <laughs> it's
1: not it's not Mississippi or Missouri. <laughs> um, you could like, probably rule out Maine <laughs> and a couple of others.
2: Uh, I mean, I don't actually New York. That it, it is it not can't be. It bonds, no, it's not because it borders
1: Canada. No, no, it is uh, Tennessee.
2: Ah, oh I should have just stuck close. I, I yeah. thought about
1: I that or it. Kentucky. I, yeah, second right.
0: guessed and I let Ryan answer. Darn it!
1: Yep oddly shaped enough that it touches a lot of different borders. Nice. nice. That's still two points to Ryan, though. And that ends, uh, that ends my geography round.
2: <laughs> nice. Put it on the map. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that is myself with three points, Rachel with four points, Stu technically just holding down the fort, but there is now a map of the U.S. in the fort. Yes, finally. Ooh, God. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
2: Rachel, um, so- it's your turn.
0: Yeah, so my round is we're going to talk about environmental disasters. Oh, man. I'm going to give you some facts and background, and uh, you're going um, to tell me a company. You're going to tell me a name of disaster. I'll tell Texas. you what you need to know. <laughs> okay, you guys ready? Yeah. <laughs> Question number one. When an oil tanker owned by this company ran aground in the Prince William Sound in 1989, this company tried to make a quick exit despite being on ground. Ryan? Go ahead, Ryan.
2: Um, Exxon Mobil? Yes. Ah, I had it.
0: Two points to Ryan (laughs) there. The ship was, of course, the Exxon Valdez. Yeah. Question number two. Although a little further east than one might imagine based on its name, this inland abandoned Pennsylvania town has been notorious for the continuous coal mine fire that forced the population to leave permanently in
2: 1962. Ryan. Go ahead, Ryan. Is this uh, Centralia?
0: This is Centralia.
2: Wow. Have we talked about... At some point, we talked about Centralia, right?
0: Yeah, we've discussed it as like a thing that is happening.
2: Right, but not... Not
1: like a question on the show, though.
2: I uh, I can't. Maybe I th- I feel like it was a guest who was on. Oh, maybe, maybe. It was misinformation. I can't remember, but <gasps> you know what? Like, yeah, I bet you're the right. entire city or the entire town is like perpetually like there's a, a giant coal fire, like and not just like. So it,
0: essentially, the story is is that they had a landfill that was built on like straight shaft mining, which is a type of coal mining. And the mines had actually been dead for a long time. And so what they were doing is then they were doing what trash dumps, I don't know if they still do it, but at least in the day they used to do it a lot, was they were trying to get rid of some trash so they were going to burn it. And didn't realize, like, either the con, either didn't realize the the mines were there or didn't realize the consequences of burning it right where the old mine shafts were. Oh my God. And coal, of course, is flammable, you know, in, in its own way little different than a lot of other things but essentially what it started is this slow burning thing under this massive coal deposit right under the town yeah that will essentially burn until there's nothing left
2: yeah and and not just like oh some charcoal is gonna burn it's like no like decades and decades and decades worth of burning is occurring underneath the town and it's like has i remember listening to a podcast about some of the details and it's like Obviously all the ground is now just like there's no grass or anything because the core like there's you know there's no sustainable nutrients in the ground anymore and it just caused all this stuff and eventually more and more people left and there's no real like there's no business because there's nothing there. <laughs> there's like I wanna say this is super now um like secondhand, but I, I think there was you know, there was like a post office or something, or there's like a single government building. But then there were like these people who, you know, their houses and whatnot have been there, their parents' houses or whatever. So there's just like these people who for, you know, 50 years or, or whatever, or what, it's more like 30 or 40 years, right?
0: So, uh, no, it's 50 years. The, the, tan, the town was fully abandoned in
2: 1962. Oh, my gosh. I do think there are a lot, there are people who still live there. There, there are
0: people who live around the outskirts, but the main town was abandoned.
2: Hmm, okay. Because I've I've heard and like it was
0: forced out like by for safety reasons.
2: I, I feel like I remember hearing that it's like there are still people that live there, and at first it was like, oh, we should probably feel like really sad for these people, but they're also like, No, I'm gonna stay here. It's not hurting me. <laughs> like, it's not killing me, so you're not gonna take my house. And it became very like kind of the opposite. But it's such a crazy thing to think about. I mean, it sounds like
0: Oh, so, actually, I just pulled up the Wikipedia so that we can kind of work with it. So, in 2017, there were only five residents. Wow. Uh, all real estate in the borough has actually was claimed by eminent domain in 1992 for safety reasons.
1: Oh. Uh. Um,
0: and then Postal Service discontinued in 2002. What is, like, the Postal Service is the zip code no longer.
2: Oh, goes. I got it. Yeah. Wow. Um. And it's just like a town. Like, it's somewhere in Pennsylvania. (laughs) Dude, that's insanity.
1: Like, if you looked at, like, if you didn't
2: know that there was a coal fire,
1: like, burning under the town, like, we didn't know why it was happening. Like, that just sounds like a curse has been brought upon (laughs) Right, in the 1700s, people
2: were burned as witches for that.
1: (laughs) Right, exactly. Like, it makes me wonder, like, has this happened by, like, sheer chance before of, like, a lightning strike? hit like a, a small pocket or cabin or something and like, you know, not to this scale by any means, you know, it's not like they're, you know, shaft mining or anything, but like, I don't know, just for like a small area that like everything just died right there. You know, and they're like, it's wizardry.
2: If you were just like somebody moving from another state and you just picked a house cause it was cheap. Like how long do you think it would take you to realize what you were actually living in? Oh my God. <laughs>
0: Uh, probably pretty soon the ground the foundation is unstable
2: <laughs> well the, uh, so is uh, such as with all of us <laughs>
0: ryan are you okay <laughs>
2: i'm just saying it, it's like the start of like a horror movie it's like the amityville horror eventually there's just going to be a centralia and there's oh just like God. fire and people and craziness people, people. that's where it starts in people <laughs> it's always people See,
0: okay, that's what everyone should take away from this conversation. Is if you have people, you have coal mines from the depths of hell which light up and kill us all. So
2: pretty much.
0: End of story. That's it. People equals depths of hell.
1: (laughs) That's the show title. (laughs) That's the show title. There we go. We got it.
0: (laughs) I'm gonna move on. Following right
2: on the heels of we don't do arson.
0: We are establishing how arson happens. <laughs> oh my People. God. Voila. Okay, I'm going to keep going. Be- I'm going to keep moving on before I dig my own coal, coal mine. So, um, Question number three. Located in what is known as the Macondo Prospect, when this oil spill overwhelmed the region with over 4.9 billion barrels engulfing the surrounding areas, its British owners were... C- criticized as being too slow and dishonest about the true nature of the spill. One point for the owner, one point for the name of the spill.
1: Stew for the owner.
0: Go ahead, Stew.
1: Uh, BP
2: or British Petroleum?
0: Yes, one point to Stew for the uh, owner.
2: And the place, sorry?
0: The name of the spill. Oh. The uh, place is, uh, well...
2: Is this the Gulf Spill? I don't remember the exact name, but... the Gulf. Of it is in spill? the
0: Gulf. That is correct. You do have to give me the actual name. Otherwise, you get eighths of points.
2: Oh, my God. The Great Gulf Spillage.
0: No. You get no points for that one. Stu, do you have a guess? I
2: I have no
1: idea.
0: This is, of course, Deepwater Horizon.
2: Oh. Oh.
0: The Macondo Prospect is the oil field itself.
2: Oh, okay.
0: Okay. uh, One point to Stu on that one. Question number four. The warming of the planet is one of the largest crises of our time, and perhaps one of the most fragile places at risk is the ocean. In 2016, this came true for the most famous shelf in the world. Despite hiding down under with the nearest country watching close, it saw one third of its famous, once biodiverse, stretches bleached. Name this item slash landmark.
1: Oh, I know the item. Ryan, okay, I'm going to
0: go Ryan for Buffen. both of you guys, so... Uh, I heard you at about the same time.
2: Okay, uh, well... Ryan, you can I, go ahead first. The uh, Great Coral Reef. Stu? Uh, sunscreen.
0: No to both of you.
2: Oh. Hmm.
0: This is the Great Barrier Reef.
2: Ah. it? Oh. <laughs>
0: you said the Great Coral <laughs> <Is laughs> It's uh, It was caused by a massive heat wave.
2: Yeah. Oh, okay.
1: Got it. Because I know that sunscreen kills a lot of stuff in the ocean. Oh, yeah. Just, so
0: with this round, I was kind of more looking for specific events.
2: Got mm.
0: it. Ryan, where are it's,
2: we? Uh, somewhere in the depths of hell, I think.
0: <laughs> okay, we know that. Uh, Continue.
2: That's it. That's where we're at. <laughs> but, I mean, we do have points to tally. And that is uh, Stu with one foot out of hell. <laughs> Rachel with Good. four. Myself with five.
0: Circles
2: uh, of hell? Maybe. I don't, I don't know. We'll see how far we get.
1: <laughs> also, can we just take... A, the British Petroleum thing just reminded me of something. Uh, the Deepwater Horizon. <laughs> so, I, th- my son asked at the grocery store the other day why there is a duck on the bottle of dish soap on Dawn. And then I had to <laughs> relate an entire story and realized how ludicrous it is that this... This massive tragedy, which has happened several times, is the reason that there's a fucking duck as part of it. Sorry, there's a reason that there's a duck on a bottle of dish soap and a little cute duckling, and it's because right, like obviously oil spill. Right, Dawn is advertising that hey, it's so great, it removes mm-hmm. oil from everything. We use it in emergencies and stuff, but it's like you know, so like apply that to your dishes. It's it's ludicrous to think that that is that is a, a forefront of their marketing campaign. On yeah, fu- yeah. on a freaking crises. Like that it's just bonkers to me. Sorry. I I had the discussion with him and he's like, that doesn't make sense. And it's like, no, it does not.
2: <laughs> he's like, no, it doesn't. Let's start throwing cans around. <laughs> Microsoft went down two points. <laughs> <laughs> I have a 10-year plan. I, plan. Yeah. Yeah,
0: I mean, I, I think it actually kind of makes sense. In the sense it does, that, it, you know, it existed before these things. And by the way, it was so safe before then that our thing is what they thought of to help the baby animals.
1: Yes, it, it does make sense. But it's also just very sad in, oh, in, yeah. in regard to the factor that, like, also everybody knows, you know, like, at least most, most people that would be buying dish soap understands why that damn duck is on the bottle.
0: Oh, yeah. No, I fully agree. Yeah.
2: Yeah.
1: Pardon for all my swearing. I... I <laughs> It just—it really irked me, and it. Stu is just
2: crazy about I'm, the environment. Yeah, kind of am. Like it's a big deal. <laughs> like, we need Same to do our part. <laughs> right, right. Plant uh-huh. trees, people. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> All right, uh, my round is three of a kind, bringing it back where I'll give you yes. three items in a row. You need to give me the, uh, the one that shares the same name or the qualifying uh, thing that brings them together. Uh, basically, this is all uh, more or less the same name type round across them all. Cool. So I'll give you the three items. Uh, give me the name and you get two points. Question number one, Iron Man Foe, Northern Language, Citrus reticulata. It's fun to say. Iron Man foe, northern language, citrus reticulata.
0: This is going to be like a really stupid answer because I can't remember any of the Iron Man movies. Is this Python? Because there are reticulated pythons and it's a coding language. No. Okay, well...
2: Iron I Man like foe, oh. Northern language, Citrus reticulata. My oh
1: God, I'm oh God. trying to run through every Iron Man enemy that I can even think of.
0: I'm running my- through fruits. <laughs>
1: <laughs> You're both on the right track. Wait, wait a second.
0: Oh, I think i mm.
1: You go first, Rachel. If you got one
0: i i can't remember like i can't remember the name for sure so go ahead
1: okay
2: uh mandarin
1: yes yes ah, nice job the language the the is what
2: yes iron man foe mandarin uh northern language which is northern chinese which is more of the mandarin dialect and the scientific name for mandarin citrus reticulata which is fun to huh. say oh nice i did not know that <laughs>
0: Well, I couldn't remember any of the Iron Man foes, so I thought, okay, there are reticulated pythons. Python is a language yeah. of a sort. Yes. <laughs>
2: All right, that, was a, that was your first guess, right? Yes, yes, it was. Yeah, so Two points to stew there. Uh, question number two. Disney last name, cell phone service provider, law-abiding sport. Law-abiding sport?
1: Rachel? Dis- Rachel. The sprint?
2: This isn't sprint. Oh, that's a good guess, Rachel. Oh my gosh. <laughs> it's pretty. Thinking
0: good. <laughs> of the Disney movie Bolt.
2: Yeah. Oh. Disney last name, cell phone service provider, law abiding sport. Um I don't think
1: Stew? Stew. I it's not, but Verizon? No. <laughs> okay. <laughs>
2: Disney last name, cell phone service provider. Oh, I know what sports. it is. Oh, my
1: Rachel? God. Yeah, uh, Rachel. No, Rachel goes. It's fine. She buzzed in. I
2: <laughs> Go ahead, Rachel. Cricket. It is cricket. Yep.
0: <laughs> I will admit that I'm not quite sure about most of them except for I got after I was like, oh, there's a Jiminy Cricket. Jiminy I don't recall Cricket. much about it because the Pinocchio movie scared me as a kid.
2: Dude, <laughs> it is, it a is freaky. Um,
0: uh,
2: Jiminy Cricket. Cell phone service provider, Cricket Wireless, at least here in the States. And then law abiding sport. You may remember deep in the, uh, the archives of things that got wrong a question about uh, a sport that doesn't have rules, but rather laws. And that would be cricket. Yes.
0: I did not remember that.
2: One point to Rachel, either way. As the expert on laws.
0: <laughs> I don't. Not on sports. Yeah, no, I know. It's, 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 I watch sports because I like the weird things the commentators say and I like to respond to what the commentators say. <laughs> it doesn't really matter what the who,
2: sport is. You're the only person who watches sports for the commentators that everyone else <laughs> despises.
0: They need a fan.
2: <laughs> All right. Question number three Classic toy, at least partial name, classic toy, state capital. Presidential surname,
0: Rachel. Rachel. Jacksonville. Jack mm. in the Box.
2: No. President Andrew Jackson. Oh, that's oh wait, clever. Tallahassee
0: is the state capital of Florida. <laughs> Jesus.
2: I like your thought there, but no. Uh, partial oh, name wait. of a classic toy. State capital. Presidential surname.
0: Oh God. Wait. Wait. I, oh, wait for Stu to go.
1: No, no, you just go. I, this has geography in it. Like I,
2: <laughs> I'm already <laughs> a third down. Go ahead. Can I
0: try Jackson?
2: Did you just give the same answer twice? <laughs> no, I did
0: Jacksonville. I did Jacksonville. No. I did Jackson. There's a President Jackson. There's a Jack in the Box. Isn't it Jackson, Mississippi? There is
2: a Jackson, Mississippi, but this isn't... Isn't
0: that the capital?
2: I believe so, but I, I think so.
0: It's so a Jackson, Mississippi. There's a president, Andrew Jackson. There's Jack in a box. Because you said partial toy.
2: All right. I'm going to give you a point, although that wasn't the answer.
0: <laughs> I cracked it. Oh, my gosh. I cracked it.
2: You, did, you broke the game. <laughs> uh, Chaos. This, this one, I was thinking, uh, you build them up. They're kind of like Legos, but they're made out of wood. This would be Lincoln Logs, <gasps> Lincoln, Nebraska, oh. and God. Abe Lincoln. But Rachel gets one point there. I think you're close enough to uh, have warranted that. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Question number four. Last question of my round. Animated 90s cartoon character, part of the body, and iconic member in a group of video game antagonists. Animated 90s cartoon character, part of the body, and an iconic member in a group of video game antagonists.
0: Rachel? Rachel. Brain?
2: Not brain. Oh, that's a good one.
0: I swear to God, if it's the other member, I'm going to...
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah, Animated. I'm going to go for it. Pinky. <laughs> it is Pinky.
0: Darn it! <laughs> Darn it! Come
2: on! <laughs> Animated 90s cartoon character, part of the body, and then alongside... Inky, Blinky, and Clyde, in- g- yep. an iconic member in a group of video uh, game antagonists.
1: Oh, my God.
2: Against
0: that's, that's the one I didn't get, so...
2: <laughs> Pac-Man ghosts. Inky, bink, Inky, Blinky, Pinky... And Clyde. And Clyde. <laughs> so, two points to stew there. Uh, <laughs> that is halftime. Scores are... Stu with five myself with five rachel with six it is a close game Ooh. and uh it is is back to you sweet my round
1: uh the second round is on video game currencies now Ooh. these should be doable for everybody uh, i'm not going to pick you know very niche games or even games that i don't think that rachel has played or <laughs> at least heard of uh so these these should be decently fair nice Question number one. Gil is the common currency that spans across what 15-game franchise? Rachel. Ryan, Rachel.
0: This is Final Fantasy.
1: It is Final Fantasy, correct. Ah. Pretty simple. Pretty straightforward for that one. Uh-huh. Two points to Rachel. Nice. Question number two. Jelly beans and tickets could be acquired by playing mini-games and completing tasks in what early 2000s massively online multiplayer game?
2: jelly beans and tickets
1: yep that was the main currency of this game rachel rachel
0: candy crush
1: it is not candy crush
2: it's an mmo uh yep, it's
1: an mmo yeah jelly beans and tickets could be acquired by playing mini games and completing tasks in what early 2000s massive massive
2: mmo <laughs> <laughs> uh i don't know if it counts as an mmo but is it one of those like is it one of those kids like club penguin things I. Is it Club
1: Penguin? It, it would technically count as an MMO if it's a massively online multiplayer game. It is not Club Penguin, though. Uh, here's the hint. This is owned and released by Disney and featured many of its cartoon characters.
0: Rachel? Rachel. Is this like a Kingdom Hearts
1: thing? It's not a Kingdom Hearts thing. It's an, on, it's an MMO. You're going to know it as soon as you hear it.
2: Um. Wow. Um, yeah
1: disney had an mmo early on before wow
2: what yep i remember back in like the classic where there was a whole like there was a whole summer or something like that where you're collecting cards for like kim possible and all those shows that's clearly not it. the only though.
0: one i remember from them is i played like a tinkerbell one and that one you collected like dandelion fluff
2: (laughs) (laughs) it's also a good one i know there's the one where you had i don't remember what they're called the physical toys that would like go into the thing and then you would play this like world Uh, but that wasn't an mmo
1: no that's not an mmo this is this is early 2000s this is 2003 it's like broadband was still a thing and the best uh you got one more guess ryan it's a runescape is it (laughs) it's not runescape no this is toontown oh my god do you remember all the commercials for it like it yeah. was every other commercial break on every kid's channel yeah i, I do don't think not, i ever played but... it though my wife was really into it nice yes so that would be toontown and world I of was warcraft very
0: sad when they stopped club penguin i was really really into <laughs> i played it for years my account was like 10 plus years old i, I got it because no i was at charlotte's house And Uh uh, she had just gotten it right after they started it. And she let me get one on their computer. And I had one for years. I love that thing.
1: Nice. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) Nice. Uh, Toontown was 2003 and World of Warcraft was 2004, by the way, too. So, Just to fact check that there. Nice. No points on that one. But question number three. India, Pakistan, and Sri Lanka all share the same currency name with what video game series? Ryan. Ryan.
2: Uh, I think it might be spelled different, but Legend of Zelda. That is correct. <laughs> and it is it, it it's, it's the name. It's the phonetic name.
1: <laughs> rupees. <laughs> yes, it is rupees and the Legend nice. of Zelda. Nice, nice. Two points to Ryan on that one. Question number four and the final question of the round. Septims are named after the royal bloodline of the empire. This currently this currency is sometimes also referred to as drakes due to the dragon on the back of the coin. What video game franchise uses septums as its primary currency? Mm, Rachel. Rachel. Skyrim. Uh, can you be a little bit more specific? What video game franchise?
0: Oh, um, this is the Elder Scrolls.
1: That is correct. Sorry, Ryan, I didn't let you get in get it on that one. This is interesting to me. Like, apparently, in Morrowind if you trace this back, uh, which is the third installment of the series, they are exclusively referred to as drakes because the Empire has no authority within Morrowind. And so and the main race in Morrowind is the Dunmer. Now, in all the games past that point, a detail is that the Dunmer almost exclusively refer to money as drakes, where everybody else calls them septums, even across the lands because of their background. Which is super minuscule for details, but like Right. Really Crazy cool when lore. you think about it. Yeah. Like, I was baffled by that one. So I just kind of had to throw that in as a question because it's super cool to me. Nice.
2: Yeah.
0: I, I, I had a moment where I was like, it seems too obvious to be Dragon Age. And I was like, going through my memory, going through my memory. Like, nope, 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 nope.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yes. The Septum Bloodline. Nice. That was two points to Rachel on that one
2: very cool Stu with five points myself with seven points rachel with ten points whoa and uh rachel it is your turn
0: okay guys are you guys ready for this yes so i went to a website called (laughs) redditlist.com to go look up the most popular subreddits out there now Uh i look i took them from a few different lists but they're mainly most popular current lists and most popular by subscribers okay and for the most part, these actually just match one to one. So if I say a number, it's on one of those lists, but they're pretty much one to one. Okay. I'm going to tell you about the subreddit.
1: <laughs> okay. Oh,
2: and
0: you're going to give me it. <laughs>
1: Ready? Sure. Question <laughs> number
0: one If you're curious about anything, you might go to the subreddit ranked number two. Right. Go ahead, Stu.
2: Uh, explain like I'm five.
0: No, Ryan. do You have a guess.
2: Mildly interesting. No, Stu.
0: Num- okay, <laughs> Stu for one point.
2: Okay. Um, is this uh, today? I learned.
0: It is not. Oh, Ryan. Do you want to go for one point?
2: So, can you say it again?
0: If you're curious about anything, you might go here. Ranked number two.
2: I mean this isn't like slash all, is it? <laughs> no, it is not Just slash sure all. Okay. God. <laughs> uh, anything today I learned?
0: do uh, Stu already guessed that she one guessed so that. I thought it was
2: explained like a five. That was the no, first he- guess. Oh sorry. Okay.
0: <laughs> come on. If you can't. This is Reddit. Anything- I'm
2: repeating myself. <laughs> yeah. Right.
0: <laughs> downvote downvote, downvote. Um this is come on, guys, this is ask Reddit.
1: Oh, oh I'm
0: curious God. about anything. You're going to ask everyone. <laughs>
2: mm. Question number two. I'm liking this.
0: Scream, shout, let it all out at home. If you don't want to end up at number three.
1: What? Stew. Go ahead, Stu. Public freakout. That is correct. Two points to Stu there. (laughs) Also, preface this. I have not used Reddit for like five years. (laughs) I broke an addiction that I had, and I completely removed it from my life, and I've never gone back, and I'm thankful for it, but I still know of these things.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You can't ever truly fully escape.
1: No, you can't.
0: Two points to Stu there. Question number three. If something in a show... Goes makes you go, hmm, wow, I didn't know that. And then Reddit has just the place for you to share it with the world at number 11.
2: Stu,
1: go ahead,
0: Stu.
2: This is today I learned.
0: This is today I learned. (laughs) Yeah, two points to you there.
2: What does it have to do with the show? It's just an example. Something in
0: this show makes you go, oh, hmm, wow, I didn't know that. Got it. Question number four. Number 14 embraces, encourages, and only allows these random strange sh- thoughts that no one else wants to hear. Right. Probably because they tend to occur in one specific place. Right. Go ahead, Ryan.
2: Shower thoughts.
0: That is shower thoughts. Two points to you there. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, coming up with these questions was just a blast. So. Yeah,
2: that's... <laughs> That's a good one. I really like that. (laughs) That was pretty good. (laughs) All right. Going into the final round, it is myself with nine, Stu with nine, Rachel with ten. Oh, my gosh. It is a close one. Uh, We'll see how this goes. This might be an easy one, I think, but I am uh, very excited to share this round. This is superheroes in everyday life, Hmm. uh, where I'm essentially going to give you a, a couple... It's a little bit of a hard one to explain. I'm going to give you kind of a a normal, everyday description of something, and you need to give me the superhero that would share that same name. All right. Question number one. Strobe light sequence, or maybe a defunct computer software. (laughs) (laughs) Stu. Stu. Flash. (laughs) Yes. Oh, my gosh. I didn't even think of that. That would be Flash. Question number two. Road sign. Now you don't have to yield to turn left. <laughs> Stu. Stew. <laughs> Stew. Green arrow. <laughs>
0: oh my god.
2: Okay, maybe this was a little easy. <laughs> oh my god. These were really fun to write. Yeah, these, are, these are funny. <laughs> <laughs> Green arrow. Road sign. Now you don't have to yield to turn left. Question number three. Creepy spider scaling your walls. Likely while you're asleep. Rachel. Oh, Rachel.
0: Black Widow. Uh,
2: not Black Widow. I'd say that's a more acceptable answer, but uh, Nightcrawler. Uh, I did have Nightcrawler. Um, split the points. Although, split yeah, I'll give you points. each a point. <laughs> <laughs> that's fair. Rachel's breaking the game. Yes, yeah, today. <laughs> All right. Question number four. Uh, yeah, so sorry, three was creepy spider scaling your walls likely while you sleep or well, likely while you're asleep. Uh, Nightcrawler or Black Widow certainly fits the bill as well. Uh, question number four. Last question of the game. Or sorry, Olympic sport leader like Becky Sarebrunn or Mike Arruzzioni? Olympic sport leader like Becky Sarebrunn or Mike Aruzioni.
0: Okay, this is just gonna be a really weird one. I don't recall which sports they played, but Daredevil?
1: No. <laughs> oh that's a good guess though.
0: <laughs> it's more of a description. <laughs>
1: yeah. Um Stew? Stew. Yeah, I mean it's it's along the same lines as original.
2: Bullseye? Not bullseye. Although interesting. Oh. Olympic Deadshot? sport leader like Becky Sauerbrunn or Mike Ruzioni.
0: Like a name I have always hear, but I can't associate it with a sport at all.
2: <laughs> you Rachel probably best remember it from Archer, where Archer just goes, Mike Ruzioni, everybody.
0: <laughs> I remember that and I don't remember the context. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Any other guess? Aquaman. <laughs> not bad uh this one's a, a tiny stretch but uh mike Ruzioni, the miracle on ice 1980 captain and becky Sauerbrunn is the current captain for the women's uh u.s national oh. soccer team so you have two captains for america this would be captain america
0: oh my god nice <laughs>
2: Nice. All right. Uh, that is the end of the game. The scores are myself with nine and then coming in big at the very end, uh, Rachel with 11, but Stu with 14 points.
0: Woo! Nice Sorry. job, Stu. <laughs>
2: nice. It It's just because of that last round.
0: <laughs> yeah, we've all got good rounds.
2: It's true. <laughs> nice job. Coming in on the that was, superheroes. That was fun. Uh, All right, let's get some picks for each episode. A couple of us give a game, a movie experience, something cool like that. We recommend you check out. And uh, Rachel, today you have a pick.
0: Okay, so my pick is a little weird, but also kind of good. I don't have a brand associated with it because right now I don't think that quite matters. Is uh, silicone straws. You know, (gasps) of course, they're much better for the environment, as everyone knows, much better than plastic. But another side of it, Is that everyone on this show knows that I like to take the normal things that we do every day and make them fun. And so, like oatmeal, I want the dinosaur oatmeal. It's just about the same. Why not make it more fun? Just because I'm an adult doesn't mean I can't have dinosaurs.
2: That's right. Or toes up to the fire.
0: (laughs) Yeah. my toes up to the fire. But I like, I think drinking things out of straws makes them more fun. And usually I spend a lot of money on my camelback water bottles, which are very good. Don't get me wrong. But sometimes the parts of them don't last very long, and so if you have your silicone straw, what you can do is your very long-lasting nalgene, you can fold it down and close it up, and now it's almost perfect. (laughs) I'm serious, like this, like it makes it so much better. I drink almost exclusively out of straws.
1: Well, and it's also nice too because, like, yeah, metal straws are great and all, but really like, and, and I mean, this is a very specific case, right? But like, they are kind of a hazard. Like, if you ever fell or like, th- like hit the metal mm. straw, exactly. it would hurt a bunch. Like, it's it has happened. People have fallen on the dishwasher or whatever. And it was sticking out of like the rack or whatever. And it's like, it is a, a hard puncture wound. <laughs> like, silicone straws are the way to go. My wife sells them in her store actually, so I can greatly attest to like these things. Yeah. I I do the same thing. We, we, uh, I repurposed my metal straws that I had previously, but yeah, we only use silicone straws now and it's way better.
0: Huh. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, it's the same thing. It's also the portability. It's like, yes. even if we like, disregard maybe the safety issues with, you know, if with metal straws, which we shouldn't, um, <laughs> you know, is that I like the idea of I could literally scrunch up my straw into a ball Stick it somewhere and just take it right out, and it's just fine,
2: sure. Like, pretty sweet,
0: which I like.
2: Nice, that's a good pick. I like it. Silicone straws,
0: and I just got mine at like the cheapest ones I could find. I'm sure there are wonderful, many wonderful brands out there.
2: Very cool. Um, I have a pick. Mine is a, a YouTube channel, so uh, much like. Every single other person in the world I kind of got into gardening at the start of the pandemic <laughs> and uh found some youtube channels I liked and then I kind of rediscovered this one uh since we've been out here and I've been kind of working on the garden plots we have out here um this is epic gardening and then also kind of a shoot off channel called epic homesteading um it was basically uh this one guy who kind of has a vlog thing in San Diego I think and um just he shows a lot of what I think are pretty good quality videos. They're still kind of loggy, but I I like it. It's certainly not like other YouTube stuff, which I generally try to avoid. <laughs> but the Epic Gardening one I think has quite I think is over a million followers now, but the Epic Home setting one is really cool. And so the gardening one is like propagating and succulents and in, in different you know, leafy vegetables and how to do them in raised beds and containers and what to do indoors and outdoors and how to you know plant cover crops and what goes you know well with each other and all kinds of stuff like that. And then the Epic homesteading one he bought like a bigger property that's only like a third of an acre. But um he's gotten into like putting solar on and digging like the entire like so that house is like not in the corner, but it's like on the side. And so there's like a you know a third of an acre at least of like decently kind of it looks huge when you put all this gardening stuff on it but it's like dragon fruit trellises and raised beds and no dig beds that are like put in with you know um compost and mulch on the ground and rows of orchard trees and then all these other stuff and like all kind of, like just all sorts of different ways and they get into he gets into like uh, adding solar on the roof and going directly into the costs and how you do that and what makes it effective and, you know, making things, um, you know, doing like even like AC and stuff and then digging, uh, trenches to use the shower and sinks, gray water to feed from the bathroom all the way across to the, uh, the tree orchards, or the the row of um, like fruit trees, and actually digging that all the way through the ground and stuff like that. So just really cool stuff like that. Uh, I'm I have no real ability to capitalize on, but it's really interesting to learn. <laughs> so I
1: gotta check that out. That sounds amazing.
2: Yeah, it's it, it's really cool. It's just I mean, it's one guy. It's his vlog, but um, it's you know, I I like it. I think it's pretty good quality, and he uh, he does seem to have a knack for like. Not trying to do anything crazy, definitely not trying to be like too YouTubey, which is very kind of off-putting to me normally. Um, But these ones, you know, have a, a good bit of earnestness and I really like his channel and and just like all the different stuff he's doing. Like rainwater collecting is like really fascinating and how he's like redoing his roof and gutters and, <laughs> and all sorts of stuff to recollect it and reclaim all that water and uh, just cool stuff, it's fun
0: that's amazing thank you for sharing that
2: yeah that's really cool so i'll we'll have links in there uh that's epic gardening and epic homesteading uh if you have a pick or a, riv- a trivia round or a topic or anything like that you want to share with us any corrections from this episode because i'm sure there's a few <laughs> uh email them to us at things that or sorry things that got wrong at gmail.com or message us on social on twitter or instagram at things that got wrong uh, website is things has all of the past episodes, all of the picks, all that. So we don't really talk about every pick we've ever done is on the website and you can check it out. And it's grouped by like book or video game or product or anything like that. They're all grouped and categorized in there. So it's all on the homepage. So check it out. And, uh, thanks again to both of you here, Sue and Rachel. Thank, thank you, Ryan. you Ryan and Rachel.
0: Congrats, and, uh, Stu. Oh,
2: thank you congrats on a big win and uh thanks everyone for listening we don't say it enough but we we love the community that gets built and fostered here so uh we really appreciate it we hope you're enjoying the episodes as always and uh until next time we'll see you later